0: big warm welcome to you this is the aware parenting podcast with lael stone and marian rose phd we have juicy conversations about things that matter in parenting and life we're exploring all that aware parenting has to offer from many different angles and we are so glad that you're here Hello and a big warm welcome to you. Welcome to the Aware Parenting Podcast. This is Marian Rose.
1: And I'm Lael Stone.
0: And today we are talking about behavior and feelings.
1: And what we're really going to talk about today is, I guess, why children behave the way they behave. And, um, you know, Marion and I thought this would be a really great thing to talk about, mainly because we find with all the the clients that we work with, and even in our own journeys towards aware parenting, there's usually, I guess, one of three reasons why people come to aware parenting and what they're looking for. And we wanted to expand on that a little bit more around, I guess, why these tools are really beneficial in so many different ways, not just around behaviour. And, you know, I think both Mary and I have different stories of why we came to Aware Parenting and what we're looking for with it. But with the the many, many, many families that we've worked with over the years, seeing really how everybody comes because of something they're wanting or something that's not working or something they're wanting to heal and then using these tools to create more harmony in their family. So for you, Marianne, what was it that really drew you to aware parenting in the beginning?
0: Yes. Yeah, so for me, I found out about aware parenting when I was pregnant and uh, as I shared about in our intro to ourselves, I had a long background already before that for I don't know, a lot of years, 15 years or something in developmental psychology and psychotherapy. So I'd really immersed myself. My PhD was on the mother-infant relationship and postnatal depression. So I was really immersed in that world. And, and by the way, I deliberately chosen, I thought I really need to do about 10 years of therapy before I, become a, I became a mum. So that was part of part of my reason. I knew I needed to do a lot of inner work. Anyway, so um, when I was pregnant and I came across aware parenting for me, it fitted with everything that i 'd learned from in terms of de- developmental psychology or the research and the research that i 'd done. It fitted with everything that i 'd learned at training and working as a psychotherapist in terms of the um, development of babies and children and the impact of birth and those impact of the early years on future development. And it had this extra piece that I hadn't ever heard before anywhere else that babies and children literally have from birth a capacity to heal from painful things that happen. So it had this extra piece and that, you know, as I imagined I would, you know, not always be some kind of perfect mum that I could actually help my children as, as they went on in their lives to actually help them listen to their feelings and help them heal from things that happened as they went along. So for me, it was like this... Um, light bulb moment of, oh my goodness, this is the uh, the parenting paradigm that really resonates with me and fits in every possible way that I can think of. And um, so that was really where I came from. It really was from uh, wanting to really focus on my children's long-term emotional well-being. And I really saw that this paradigm and these practices and these ways of responding to babies and children really did that. So that was my that was my vision. And of course, you know, the practicalities of parenting are are challenging at times. And so, you know, we can share more about that. But it was really from that that long-term emotional well-being place, which is what I see is one of these three reasons that parents can come to aware parenting, is that really seeing that this is this approach is so much about things like the things that really drew me, which were helping my children stay connected with their feelings. Helping them express feelings, helping them heal as we went along, and also helping them develop less or well, fewer repression mechanisms, so all the things that we may see and again, we've done another podcast on this, but you know that they had they 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 had fewer feelings that they needed to hold in in ways that weren't so helpful, so that was my uh my way in
1: mm, and uh, I love that.
0: That's, I, I would say that that's actually
1: quite rare because most people, when they get pregnant, <laughs> they just did grow up with a baby and then they do the how am I getting this baby out kind of vibe <laughs> for a while. And then, then they're kind of just, you know, oh my God, now we have a baby and then how do we just survive? And I think we all come in wanting to be the best parents and wanting yes. to raise really yes. aware, well, just raise you know, healthy humans, but I think to have that, even that insight to go next level of how can I raise them to be incredibly conscious beings is something that I don't come across a lot of. You know, I think, you know, when I used to ask parents in my birthing workshops, you know, what do you want for your child when you see this baby going kind to of the world and most people won't want them to be happy, you want them to be healthy. I was like, yeah, of course, all those beautiful things. But yes. going further than that was a stretch because, you know, especially when you're having your baby for the first time, you just you spin yes. out that you're about yeah. to become a parent. So yes. I applaud you for having that vision, Mary. Yeah, I, but I do, you, that, I
0: do want to add the reason I had the vision, and I think this is often the way, you know, is because I had, because of my challenging um, birth and my own upbringing my own you know and i love my mum and dad but you know there was a lot of pain there was a lot there and it was because of that so it wasn't because i was like some kind of la 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 it was actually because of the difficulties <laughs> and the challenges i'd had in my life yes that actually yes. and i think that can often be the way can't it it's actually the things that are difficult it just happened to be that i was so aware of the difficult things even as a teenager that i was on this search to, you know very early on and this and this is my you know this is my calling to be here so you know yes. to to share about this of course it, it's not the same for everyone and but i think for everyone there will be that point often isn't there that where mm-hmm. it's something there's something challenging that then yes. invites us to transform the experience into something else and i think i think the three all three of these have that in common it just happened that for they me do. that you know for me it just came earlier on in the in the journey yes yes absolutely then Sorry, me, totally interrupted you anyway. Did you want to say anything else? No, I was saying I just love that. I love um, that you, and I hear
1: that because I knew you did all that research and that I, I really wanted to acknowledge that to have that foresight to go, you know, what, how can I raise these children with awareness is, you know, not something I see of lots with, with you know, a lot of the people I work with. Um, for me, I guess I came to um, aware parenting really from from a trauma place. So like I've shared in my stories, my third baby had a really rough entrance into the world and she was in a coma for the first few days of her life and a lot of intervention and a lot of separation and, and not that strong attachment and all that beautiful stuff that, you know, could be really, really important for um, connection, attachment, healthy bonding, all those kind of things. And so, you know, my baby was really quite sick when she was born and and we'd both been through quite a big trauma. I came to aware parenting because I was looking for something to help us both, really. Well, actually that's a bit of a lie. I knew I had to do work, but really I was looking at my beautiful little precious baby who was very clear to see was incredibly stressed and had a lot of tension going on and I and I knew enough to know I have to find a way to f- fix this because i i think from my work in birth and my understandings so far that you know that can be held in the body and then that can really translate to their experiences in life so i was really looking for something to help my baby heal from the birth trauma and then also myself really and little did i know it was to transform <laughs> me i just thought i was doing something to help my baby and yes. and then when i just we were baby by Lisa Salter and read that it then just blew my mind of oh my god what about my older two kids and what how do I work with them so it was a complete change around so you know I have definitely in my work particularly with birth I've come across many um, parents too that have had traumatic births that are looking for ways to help you know that mother baby relationship as well so I do find that some people come in really through that wanting to do a lot of healing work for sure yes So for me, I find that that's probably one of the other reasons with yours, Marion, of, you know, looking to how to raise emotionally um, aware children is also healing from trauma. And then I guess the third way that we see a lot of parents come to aware parenting is really because they're seeing behaviours in their children that they're not sure how to work with or don't understand or are looking for ways to parent their children gently because they're seeing some... The, the way their children are behaving and not necessarily understanding it.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so that can often be, I think the things that we often see, um, uh, Toddlers who are perhaps waking up lots of times at night, or toddlers who've been brought up in really gentle ways, are suddenly hitting or biting or throwing things. Or you know how yeah. to uh, how to help. It's often the toddler ages, isn't it? How to help toddlers um, cooperate and really, as you say, to actually really understand why they're behaving in these ways and to be able to help them in in gentle, loving, compassionate ways. And where yeah. parenting really does that, doesn't it? And has such yeah. clear Ways of understanding why children do what they do and really clear helpful ways of actually helping them at the root cause rather than the behaviourist approach, which is, you know, putting the sticking plaster on, but actually really understanding the root cause and, and working there.
1: And it is, uh, look, I have many clients, I'm sure you do too, who have raised their, their children with beautiful, strong attachment and then their their little ones are hitting them, you know, or they're biting it, or they're, wanting to pick up sticks and shoot things and you know i've had many parents going this isn't my gentle beautiful little person you know and all of a sudden they're really aggressive and yes and they don't understand why i think because again i think we're sold from an attachment point of view if you raise your child with this they won't show any signs of aggression or they won't have these feelings or they won't do that kind of stuff um because they're deeply attached and i think that's where sometimes there's a big piece missing around attachment parenting on some level that children's uh, still have feelings and often when they don't have the opportunity to express them in the way that they need to then that can come out in sometimes those unwanted behaviors so it's definitely something I've seen you know over the years that parents do come mainly because their child's doing stuff that they just they don't understand or they don't know how to work with in a way that's not about punishing the child and it's not about controlling the child either so they're looking for a way to to understand about these behaviors and um and you know and help the child move through whatever's going on
0: yes yeah and i loved what you were saying earlier as well about about um Coming to where Parenting to want to help your daughter heal from her birth trauma and and not really quite realizing at the time that it would also invite you and her, and have the tools to actually help us as well. And I think that's the way in, in all three of these. So in the long-term emotional well-being piece and the healing from trauma piece and the behavioral piece is that, that often... Um, people will come parents will come including myself I was the same I said I'm going to do all these things to my daughter (laughs) x y and z and then very quickly realized that in order to be able to do the kinds of things that I wanted to do I really needed to do a whole lot more in work and it's the invitation for all of these three isn't it that that it's really not just about a, a doing thing that we're doing to them It is about um, a relationship and that relationship includes us and I often hear people say you know things like I'm you know I'm not doing aware parenting you know I'm trying to do a aware parenting, but I'm not doing aware parenting or I don't know aware parenting did work or didn't work and to me it's, it's not really even a thing it's, it's a relationship because it's mm. whether, whether we come in with any of these three or you know two or all three of these reasons that it's about the relationship between us and our children and that's really so where so much of this um work (laughs) totally
1: and i just find that you whether you whether you like it or not (laughs) (laughs) You have to do the work, you have to look at yourself because you can use some of the tools. And I often find this, you know, yes. parents who come who are quite new to it, they might use some, you know, special present time like listening, they might use some play stuff, and then they see a shift in the child's behavior. And and it sometimes creates an immediate shift or change in something, yes. but then it asks you to go deeper. Yes. And so, you know, often I have parents who might come to my workshops and they try some of stuff and they're like, Yeah, amazing. And they saw a real shift in their child. And then once they keep that going, it's then the child often says, Okay, let's go deeper into your crap now, mum. So um so I'm gonna do something else that's really gonna push other elements here and it asks us to go deeper. So I just feel like whether you like mum? you cannot escape from you're crap because that's part of you know, the relationship as you're saying and I often find I mean I have a lot of parents contact me saying you know I have an issue with my seven-year-old or my three-year-old and can I bring my child to see you and I say oh, I'd love to work with you but I don't actually see the child and they're yes. like well why don't you see children and I go because it's not really about the children <laughs> it's about where you are and you know one of my most beautiful wonderful clients who I've been with me for years she often jokes you know <laughs> she said you must just laugh so much though when we sat on your couch because we were having all these issues with our child and we're like just give us tools and really you must have just sat there going hmm there's a lot to work with you and I was like well firstly I never have judgment because I just sit there and think we're all doing the best job we know how yes. but it is always around how we are turning up as as parents and what is that about our own stories and what are we needing to shift? Cause we talk about this in every podcast, you know, our children so deeply, deeply want us to be the best version of ourselves and they're trying to help us all the time yes. be the best version of ourselves by presenting us with behavior, with situations, um, you know, presenting us with on many levels, our own wounds so that we can do the work to heal them so that we don't then project them onto our kids. Cause our kids, don't want to carry them. They're like, yes. you know, I've got my own path to carve, and I'm my own being, and yeah. I don't actually need to carry all this lineage crap. So mm-hmm. um let me just <laughs> mirror it back to you, and <laughs> hopefully you can see it, and you can shift some stuff around it, so mm-hmm. that um, so the child's free to be who they need to be. That's what I love so deeply about this work is that we can bring all the tools to our child, but that's just one part of it. The second part of it is our own story and looking at that and doing our own work. To yes. so that we can have the depth of that relationship that I think we all deeply want and crave on many many levels.
0: Yes, and the beauty of that, isn't it? And it's one of the many things I love about aware parenting and Aletha's work is it's really seeing the innate wisdom in children that often we have um, disconnected from because of the cultural conditioning that most of us grew up in in, in this family in our family and, and this culture. So it's really seeing. Um, it's that inv- constant invitation isn't it to see whether it's they're inviting us to to let go of some cultural beliefs that we that we acquired growing up or whether they're inviting us to connect in with our own inner children and their own unexpressed feelings and hurts that need to be heard and expressed But that constant invitation so it's such a beautiful thing isn't it rather than you no, know, I think the question in 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 other paradigms, again, no judgment of them, but can sometimes be, you know, what's, what's wrong with my child and how can I fix them? And this to me is more about what, what, as you say, what, what is my child inviting me Mm. to either shift beliefs around heal, listen to in myself so that then I can help them. And I don't know about you, but I often find that one of two things happens. One is uh, when a child comes and gives us these invitations, either we do our own work around that. And then that just, shifts in them and I don't know about you I've had so many sessions with clients and they do the thing and it's their own thing and they leave the session and they come and they you know they send me a message that you wouldn't believe what happened after I left and you know they didn't actually do anything differently but already their child had changed whatever it yes. was that was happening or yes. the second thing that can happen is we do our own inner work and then we have more capacity or we don't have that reactiveness we don't have our own inner children showing up in that situation with our child so then we can use the beautiful aware parenting tools we can go in and and connect and offer empathy and compassion we can find out what need they're having and find ways to meet both of our needs we can go in and do attachment play we can go in and set loving limits we can go and listen to crying and raging with with Mm -hmm. deep compassion because we're in that beautiful calm centered space in ourselves because we've done what we needed to do in order to help them oh I love that because that's really it isn't
1: it I I just see I think every parent comes into being a parent wanting to be calm and connected (laughs) wanting to respond to their children lovingly and with awareness and compassion and wisdom I think that's the goal right yeah we all kind of go that's the type of parent I want to be and yet that is really hard a lot of the time because of our own baggage that we're carrying in our own stories and the stresses of life and lack of support often in our cultures and all those things, right? Parenting is hard yes. these days, unfortunately, because we are lacking a lot of that infrastructure to really support um you know who who we could truly be and so i think that we all come in with that deep desire but then you know there's a lot of things that often get in the way and that's why you know we always can come back to being so deeply compassionate for where we are yes. because of you know we are you know these expectations of how we should be as a parent we often don't match that because you know we're parenting in a world with a lot lack of support and also with all our own stories that we're carrying and and it's very rare that you know we meet parents that were brought up with such consciousness in a way, parent with sim- something similar to where parenting where feelings were expressed and heard and held and all those kind of things so yes. we have to work through all our own stuff i you know i absolutely love that um that we have the opportunity to change the lineage i i just love to share this is um really beautiful actually my my grandmother just died uh this week and she was 99 she's very old we have a very very strong lineage of women in our family like they live for a long time and um and so she my grandmother gave birth to my mum who's also a twin so um so my um, my auntie and I had the beautiful privilege of going and once my grandma had passed um, I was with her within about 20 minutes and had the beautiful privilege of washing her body and anointing her with oil and just really thanking her and her body for just you know the, the lineage of women that I've come from was really really sacred it was really really beautiful and my grandmother is possibly the most unconscious like as in aware (laughs) woman on the earth like she was a pretty hard woman and um, had a lot of pain in her life and therefore I'd never seen her cry never she'd rarely expressed any feeling rarely said she loved you or anything like that she was a pretty hard woman but I felt such deep compassion for her and love just purely because you know she gave birth to my mother and then to me you know she was the lineage of where I came from and And um, what was really amazing is my mum was actually overseas when she passed last week and my mum sent me this beautiful message. We've been having lots of messages back and forth and she sent me this message saying um, I'm really thinking and reflecting a lot about grandma passing and about that, you know, that's, you know, where I came from and then you came from me and and my mum really said I have to honour that you have done so much work Layle, um for your own children, and she said, "My mum was saying, you know, I never got any of that from my grandma, and I didn't have the opportunity to do it as much with you guys as kids, but I've seen that you have really done that work for your children, and I just want to honour of what that is created, and it was wow. such a beautiful, really powerful, I think, this week, and then of course yes. I send the message going, but mum, you know." You've allowed me and afforded me to do this because of the wisdom you've shown me and, yes. and you know, I know you were doing the best you can how and, and you gave me many tools to be able to do the work as well, to be able to, you know, move forward with it and yes. and then the gift, I guess, passing it on to my own children to then carry it forward. And I think it just, you know, I'm sharing this now. I think I didn't know I was going to share this, but <laughs> I'm just sharing this now because it really struck me how, Um, we all have the opportunity to do the work and to change, you know, imprints and lineage and lifetimes of learning um, from where we've come from, no matter where we've come from. Yes. And I think that we all have that incredible opportunity to to heal and to do the work and um it was really powerful for me to to know that you know even though that wasn't how I was really brought up I mean my mum did bring a lot of awareness to me but not in that way that we all have the opportunity to change this and how we do it for our children and it makes me really hopeful for where my children have children and then Mm. my my great-grandchildren or where they've come from if we're passing this down it's it's amazing
0: Sorry, yes. I, I love that. No, to me, it's not a tangent at all. And so beautiful, and I, I so honor you as well. Wow, mm-hmm. so touching. Mm-hmm. I, I had a few different ways I wanted to go from there as well. I think what, what you're saying is so beautiful, and the way I see it, and I think often helpful to remember is that that's we're like we're also on really on a, a big cusp, I think, of of evolution. So not only just this this, you know, the evolution that does tend to happen with each generation. This that this here, what you've done is like a big, like a really big shift, isn't it? Because it really is away from cultural beliefs about human beings that have been around for thousands of years. You know, the idea of innate wrongness, the idea that we need to be um, punished and rewarded in order to become loving human beings. Um, You know, all those kinds of really core beliefs about human beings that, that aware parenting is really such a fundamental shift in that. It's not like a gradual change. It's like, you know, a fundamental shift that human beings our true nature is loving and present awareness and you know in order to stay connected with that we need the way I have it in my own paradigm is we need a loving environment and we need loving listening to our hurts you know to the the painful feelings that we will all encounter in our journey and Mm. the way I like to see it's like the cusp of two circles and it's like we're aiming to do this new thing with our children, the, the, Mm. you know, not punishing, rewarding, not shaming, not blaming, listening to feelings. And yet we grew up in a culture that was really about that and has been about that for thousands of years. And we're kind of sitting Mm. in this middle point. So the invitation is constantly, isn't it to be, we're looking forwards to our children and we're doing these things, but we also sit, we sit, we grew up in the, in the old paradigm, so it's inevitable, mm. inevitable in this journey that we're going to be constantly coming up against those things that we internalized, those old mm. beliefs that we internalized, and our own mm. inner child hurts. And that's, you know, to me, inevitable. It's inevitable. And that's why I think the compassion piece is so important. I see that as part of the journey. The journey is our children here to help us see those beliefs that pop up. You know, I speak so often mm. to parents who saying, you know, but really, if I don't punish or shame my child at all, even if they're hitting or throwing, are they, you know, you know, really challenges some of those core beliefs. Mm. And I think to see that that is Mm. part part of the journey, we need to, they need to bubble up so that we can question our inner child feelings need to bubble up so that we can listen to them. So if you're having a big reaction to your child, you're not doing anything wrong. There's nothing wrong Mm. with you. There's nothing bad about you. This is this is the way it happens it's the way it needs to happen (laughs) because how else are we gonna see what's there it's that you know yes i love that it's just it's an opportunity
1: i i love that and i i think that's powerful to reframe and i say that a lot to women i work with is that every time you start to feel angry or when you are it's 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 the little girl part of you or little man part of you saying oh something here for me it's just an opportunity to to feel into something else it doesn't mean you're wrong and it doesn't mean you're bad and doesn't mean you, you know all that stuff Gosh. it's yeah. just part of you saying hey there's something here and i'm trying to get your attention and your child's also going i'm also trying to get your attention
0: <laughs> coming <laughs> so from everywhere
1: all <laughs> we all sit and feel into it a little bit more yes. which you know and those three the, um, elements we're talking about here the healing from trauma and the um, emotional being and, and behavior on every one of those um, aspects that we might come in with looking at how to deal with that we have to deal with it within ourselves as well exactly as we're saying you so know even with the trauma like if it is birth trauma that some women come through it may be about helping the baby it may be helping the baby's body it may be listening to their tears it's also looking at as the mum or the dad how does that sit for you where were you in that story what has come up from you that's just equally important to do the work on yourself around birth trauma you know as it is for the baby as well yes. and and exactly as you said to mariam is the emotional well-being but wanting to raise your children having an emotional well-being of course we have to look at where <laughs> we sit with that where we've come from in that place as well yes. to be able to do that and hold that and then with the behavior part and i think this is probably my um, the part that i work with the most with parents is that you know when we are seeing those behaviors of hitting and biting and kicking or saying no or all those kind of things, you know, and what comes up for you as the parent and where does that take you in your own journey and exactly as you were saying earlier, where can your loving limits sit within that or, you know, it, it's such an opportunity for growth for us, you know, so even though we might be using these tools for those aspects for our child at the same time we have to be using those tools for ourselves
0: exactly yes and Mm. i think i think for me as well looking at that evolutionary piece i love that you brought that in about your grandma it's so 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 beautiful and i think for me you know because the people i tend to attract is more the, the emotional well-being people that's you know that's the people that tend to come to me as as clients and what i see often in people i'm working with like that which is how i was i started off with this 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 very idealistic picture that my daughter would have no repression mechanisms she would express every single feeling you know I had this very very you know this is how it's going to be and what what really for me as I did my own inner work around that is I realized that 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 I am a part of this lineage I'm not the end point in this lineage and I think often parents come in they think okay I need to be You know, right. You know, and there are lots of memes that go around on Facebook, aren't they? You know, and I think they're wonderful about helping the trauma stop here. But it's also having that compassion, like, you know, it's one generation. It's one generation. And our children are here to also, you know, they've come in being, they've come, they've arrived here. They'll also have their own work to do. And to expect us to somehow be some kind of idea of perfect where, you know, our children have nothing. (laughs) You know, whatever it is, is I find it really helpful to remember that we are the next step on this evolutionary path. Our children are designed to, I believe, evolve beyond us. As you were saying with your children, I imagine my children will come to me and say, you know, we know this thing now about babies and children. Why didn't you do that to me? And I'll be like, well, we just didn't know that then. Just like with our parents and grandparents, it's that's how it's designed to work. And I think it's for me that what I've learned most of all, and I think is humility around that, that we are in this particular point Mm. in history with a particular level of consciousness that we have, and it's designed to evolve. And we, uh, I think humility and compassion uh, are such important things to learn and to acquire Mm. on the journey.
1: Mm. I I had a beautiful one of beautiful mums in my immersion group was saying in our last session she was saying to me don't you know like we're all going to have stuff right Are our kids going to be in therapy in 20 years saying my mum never did this (laughs) or that right is is that all still going to happen and I was saying to her perhaps right but what I I guess believe or what I've seen just from having older children now is there capacity to understand it or their ability to move through something and not resist it is 10 times faster than what I ever was able to and with a such deeper understanding and wisdom for their age so yes perhaps they are still going to need therapy or perhaps they are still going to have issues that they're going to need to work with but they've got the tools embedded in them to be able to move through it in a way more consciously or with or do it themselves, you know, that they can actually own the behavior, see what it is. Because we all have to grow and we're all going to have to experience adversity because we need the contrast and all those kind of things. So there's no perfect that your child's just going to grow up happy and constantly. They have to experience what hard feels like and what heartbreak feels like and what not getting picked for the job or the team or all those kind of things because of, you know, the beautiful contrast that it shows us. So, but I, I was saying to her, I do believe, though, in being raised with this awareness or connection more than anything allows them the opportunity to move through it with a lot more ease and grace, perhaps.
0: Yes, I love that. maybe what we have. Yeah. And I'd love to add that. I think another thing is the the fact that we do have psychological awareness. So the awareness that what we are doing is having an impact and mm-hmm. the capacity to, for example, apologize and take responsibility. So for me, I think that's one of the most important things. And I think, again, yes. the difference there is, again, no judgment to our parents and I, and I don't know how how your parents were like this with this, but often they didn't really understand the impact that might have. They didn't necessarily have the tools to say, You know, that was, those are my big feelings there. Those are not your responsibility. I'm sorry I did what I did. You know, I'm here, I'm here to listen to how you feel. Yeah, I think that's entirely different from um, what often happens and happened in earlier generations, which, which you know, our parents did stuff and we thought that was all about us. There was something wrong with us. We, you know, we, it was, there wasn't such, um, such awareness. So I think that can really help as well, that they've also, they've got more they know that they generally know, I know my kids know and did from a very young age, if I was having a big reaction, they knew that was about me and not about them. And I think that as well is also really helpful in terms of later emotional development to really go, oh, actually, you know, I'm not responsible for that person's reaction or feelings. And that's actually about them. And I can listen and be here with you, but, you know, that's yours, not mine. So I think that's a really helpful piece too.
1: Yes. And I think I, I might have shared this before. I mean I remember saying to my kids when they're about ten or eleven, we give you full permission to call us out yes. when you see that we're yeah, acting yes. out of balance. Like you yes. you are allowed to say to us, You are not speaking from your heart or you yes. are behaving in a certain way. And quite a few times they did, which yes. really stops you in your tracks, <laughs> let me tell you. Yep. When your child calls you out on your behavior like, Oh yeah, there we go. And that and and, you know, saying to our children, we give you full permission to do this. We encourage you to do this because you, you know, you have power in this relationship as well. And we really encourage you to speak whatever it is that you need to speak around yes. what's going on for you within it. And I find that that has been so powerful. And, you know, we've, <laughs> we've been moving house in the last week. It's been a big week. Yes. So, of course, it's like everybody's stresses are up. Yeah. And um, a few times my kids have just kind of looked at us both and just gone, you know, what you two parents think to me and my husband you need to take it right or oh, this is all your stuff here i think you're trying to control the whole situation at one point myself. Uh, i think you're trying to control the whole thing here and we were both like oh yeah okay you're right you know and I, and he said it with just a beautiful smile on his face like okay that's yep. your crap i'm not going to take any of this on board so yes. can you sort yes. that out and i was yes. like oh it's oh, wonderful to have somebody lovingly you know who's your child call you on yes. yourself <laughs>
0: exactly and isn't that the wonderful thing that means you know it's not asking us to be some kind of perfect it's actually helping mm-hmm. our children have the emotional awareness and resources to be able to say things like that to so go yes. rather than you know what am i doing and i need to take care of my yes. parents feelings and you know all of that stuff yes.
1: And not be that whole good boy, good girl thing because then it also, they practice with us that allows them to then do it out in the world as well, whether that's to a teacher, whether that's to a boss, whether that's to a friend, whether it's to a partner, that they're able to actually say, you know what, this is this is your stuff, it's not mine. Like I, I didn't learn that until I was in my late 30s. So, <laughs> so you know, to see my
0: 16 year olds do it, I just go, wow, yes, this is amazing. I know, isn't it wonderful? And the it's other totally thing is amazing. I oh, – yeah, carry on. No, that was all, that's all. I also want to say, you know, I think in terms of the, the long-term um, – impact like I know with my mum that that she and I are are healing things now and she's my mum's 87 and she's just made a huge shift in the last few weeks and the and the depth of our relationship keeps changing and deepening and the and the the feelings that we express to each other and I also had a client um, and she had a mum who who you know my inner loving presence process work where we go back and we get to listen to our inner children and we get to hear the things that we didn't hear and and her mum was literally like, "Come and tell me all the things that I did and didn't do, and I will, I will say those things to you now." You know, I'll, I'll, I'll say those reparative statements. And what I love to think about as well is, is for us uh, and is that our children may come when they're twenty or thirty or whatever and say the things, and and the difference again is our willingness to go, yeah, yeah, I'm really sorry, I did, and or I didn't, and tell me how you feel about that and I take absolute responsibility and what can I do to repair and again you know knowing that that you know it's not like when they're 18 we suddenly just you know that's all our opportunities gone that we will have plenty of time to repair
1: Mm -hmm. that's it that's it and you know look to to bring it full circle I guess around to you know why children behave the way they behave you know and I guess where people are drawn to where parenting is really a lot of the time around seeing behaviors that are really uh, feel tricky or uncomfortable or challenging is again to always remember that our children's behavior is always telling us something I always love to say their external behavior is a reflection of their internal state so that when they are having trouble sleeping when they are hitting when they're biting when they're laying into their brother or sister or whatever they're saying to you something is going on for me you know which can be again connected to just you know trauma from the past it can be connected to not getting their initial needs met right now it can be feelings of jealousy from a sibling coming along it can be working through some big stories from being at daycare for the day there's so many different understandings and reasons why children behave the way they want to behave and yes. I think one of the big things I often see parents is I want to know why why are they doing that yes. and I think I love to come back to going we don't necessarily have to know why we just need to know that they're telling us something yes. and what they're telling us is I'm feeling a bit out of control or I've got some big feelings going on or I am I've got pains here or there's something that's really stuck for me and you know the mind I guess we as you know, as we're humans and we're all part, we're all the mind on many levels wants to kind of make sense of, Oh, it's this, this, and this. And for me, I found over the years to simplify it is to go, I don't need to know why I just need to know that something's present here. And when I'm seeing those big behaviors, my job is to go, okay, okay, I need to help them here, move and shift these behaviours. And so that can be, as we've talked about in some of our other podcasts, it can be just getting really calm and anchored and holding a space for those big feelings to come out safely, listening to those tears, those feelings. It can be setting a limit to make sure that everybody's safe and that, you know, to say no to something, there's a boundary there that they may then push up against to allow deeper feelings to move on or it may be an invitation to play and connect that that's maybe all they're really asking for is some connection time and using the attachment play stuff we talk about to help them shift the behavior. But I think as a bigger picture and overall it's really coming back to, again, that children are always telling us something. And as I always say, you know, look behind the behavior. What are they saying? You know, what, what are they indicating? You know, again, it doesn't necessarily need to know why. It just is. They're saying, I'm feeling out of balance here. There's something going on for me and as the parent, to keep it as simple as possible, the job for me I see as a parent is to be that safe place to help them move whatever's going on so they can come back into balance for themselves. And wherever that, wherever that has come from, from the past or from something that's happened five minutes ago or something that feels scary for them or whatever it is, you know, it is really about understanding they're telling me something and my job here as a parent is to help them feel these feelings so that they can come back into that state of balance. That's their natural state. That's where they want to be. Yeah. And if we can hold that and see that, then we're, we're going to be able to help them not only navigate those feelings and know that those feelings are normal and safe and they can bring them to you, but we're also teaching, and modeling them, modeling to them how feelings can be felt and move through. And then we feel so much better when we've done it.
0: Mm, I love that. And so, you know, when we look at, again, those three things, so you're talking more about Coming in on the behavioural level more, or coming in initially from about behaviour rather than coming on the behavioural level. The wonderful thing is, wherever we come in in terms of those three things, whether it's behaviour that we're seeing that we want to help change, or whether we're coming in via trying to help out, we you know we know that a baby or child's experienced trauma and wanting to help them heal from that, or whether we're coming in from a long-term emotional well-being perspective, is the beauty is, whichever of those three we come in. We also help the other two as well, and I, yes. and I really found that from my experience coming in, really on the emotional well-being level. I really that was my focus. I wanted to meet their needs, listen to their feelings. Really, was, you know, my core cool thing. I wanted them to to have a really um, you know loving inner dialogue without without any judgment and harshness. So those were my mm-hmm. three things. And what I was amazed to find along the way, because that's what this was not why I came into where parenting, but through simply focusing on those two things I found like oh my goodness that you know sleep was really easy as as babies and children they you know they slept really easily and soundly and all of those things helped that and it helped them be really calm and relaxed and loving towards each other as siblings are really gentle with each other and with pets and with all those things and By the way, I know this sounds like magical. You know, it didn't continue like this as I've shared in other podcasts. When their dad and I split up, when my daughter was eight, my son was four. It went. It didn't stay like this. So that's actually why I'm quite comfortable with sharing the kind of gorgeous magicalness because it hasn't always been like that. But what I saw in these really Mm -hmm. very very clear, obvious behavioural ways, and that's what I love about aware parenting, don't you? Is that we can really see not only um, the behaviours that Children initially come in with, but actually, when we do these, when we use the beautiful tools, we do our own inner work and we listen to feelings and we do offer present time, we do attachment play. That there are very, very obvious things that we can observe in our children. That is, you know, as you so beautifully talk about, they are much more relaxed in their bodies, they can concentrate for longer periods, um, they're more. They're naturally gentle and loving with pets and friends and siblings, and you know, they can go to sleep and sleep soundly without fidgeting around all those things. And those things are things that children can experience, and Mm -hmm. sometimes there are a lot of feelings that get in the way of that. And sometimes we may, you know, see one of those and not another one. But to really know Mm -hmm. that we can go in on any of those three places and actually see impact on the other, so we may go in you know, you may go in on the behavioral level and then actually discover and realize that you've helped your child heal from some trauma or mm. you may, you know, you may go on the trauma level and then realize, oh my goodness, they're, they're now sleeping really soundly and being really, uh, in making loads of eye contact and their body's really relaxed and calm and they're molding into the hugs and they're saying, if they're a bit older, they're saying, I love you. And, you know, so the beauty mm. of this, and I think is the beauty of we're parenting is it really does have these, very observable impacts that you can really observe. And I, and I think that's one of the geniuses about it. But also it's having impacts on these very internal, long-term um, wellbeing perspectives as well.
1: Yes, I love that. And I think that's sometimes when parents come because of the behaviour elements yes. and we might, I might, you know, suggest some play stuff or yes. just some listening, you know, they it works but then they go but they're still crying or they're still doing stuff and yes. and again it's helping them understand you know but this is this is beautiful this is part of that emotional well-being you know we're not using away parenting just to get children that are well behaved or are good because it's bigger than that you know it we may shift some behaviors that may feel tricky but it's it's an ongoing process the whole idea of this is not just to get your children to, to do what we want them to do you know <laughs> even though be a real byproduct it, of it, it is, you know. yes cooperation so much you know of course whenever you know whenever somebody's really looking for cooperation i'm always like okay well connection first you know yes. it's really about the connecting um you know first so that we can allow um the co- cooperation to come you know children find it very hard to cooperate when they don't feel connected to us so how do we connect first so that we can create cooperation yes. things like that you know are just such beautiful byproducts as you said so beautifully marion about mm-hmm. all of the these tools that we're using with our children. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Mm.
0: I'd love to add another thing in terms of behavior that uh, I often have parents coming and asking, you know, how, how do I know, how can I be sure that this is a helpful thing? Like for example, listening to feelings, you know, again, it's so different to our mainstream paradigm, isn't it? Which is if a, whichever paradigm it is, but it's, uh, our culture is very uncomfortable with crying still, isn't it? Crying is seen as a bad thing. It's either, You know, whichever paradigm you're in, it's misbehavior or it's, you know, an unmet need, always an unmet need or, you know, whatever the thing is. And to actually know that as parents, we have our own authority so that I would always say to parents, try, you know, listening to yourself. If this resonates with you, then try these things out and then observe your child and mm. and see if you notice the difference and what i love is that that is you know we really can see the difference if we listen to more of our child's feelings you know, obviously meeting their needs when they need their needs met. But if we listen and accept and welcome their crying and their tantrums, then we see these really observable things in their behavior. We see that they are actually happier (laughs) most of the time and more, uh, you know, their faces are more open, their muscles are more relaxed, they're more cooperative, they're more able to um, sleep, they're more able to concentrate, you know, they're Mm. usually more open to a wider range of foods, you know, just almost everything Mm. that parents find challenging are, generally helped when children get to express more feelings. So again, the, the beautiful thing is if you are listening to this and perhaps you haven't ever um, listened to your child having a tantrum, perhaps you always try to, uh, you know, give them a cookie or distract them or, or whatever it is. The beautiful thing is you can always try out and observe your child, listen to yourself, observe your child, and then see if you notice these, these kinds of differences that we're talking on a very behavioral level that's the beauty is that the behavior is such behavior is such a um it's like a we talk about flags for feelings don't we? but it's a really clear like a, it's like the dashboard on the car isn't it it's like it tells us it tells us okay there's something going Sorry. on we may not know what it is but there's something required here do I need to yes. look under the bonnet what's going on do I need some fuel do I need yes. some water yes. do I need yes. some whatever it is so that's yes. the beauty, I think, is that we can really um, know that each parent has their own authority, that each parent knows their child. And when we have this, yes. the information to understand children in this way with the way of parenting, then we can do whatever is required on our inner level and then try out these things and then observe. Yes,
1: yes. I love that. I love that. Yes. Oh, it's very magical, isn't it? <laughs>
0: wow. We love aware parenting. Have you noticed?
1: <laughs> I, you know, I just always say this, you know, I, and I've shared this before, you know, the first few years of parenting for me was so hard and I really didn't like it. And I didn't like being a mum and I found it so challenging and I didn't feel, um, you know, I just didn't know how to ask for help. I had really crap boundaries. Like all of it was a real <laughs> actually and I just think you know the gift of my beautiful third daughter bringing me to this and just changing how it could look I just am so ever deeply grateful for it because yes. it just I don't know and knowing the contrast again of how it can feel when it's really hard and there's fighting and there's yelling and all that stuff it's really hard and it's yes. yuck and yeah and it's you know and I I really I celebrate how far I've come within myself from Turning that around and and knowing and having to do the work and all that stuff, you know, like oh man, <laughs> talking and crying. I've had to, to get to a place where I felt where it feels so much more flowing now. But it, you know, I I really know and relate to how hard it can be when we're in that struggle. And I think that's yes. why we both love aware parenting so much, knowing what the contrast feels like. Exactly, you yes. know, having it be hard to having a lot of flow and that beautiful connection with our kids is um is really rich and so I just uh, that's why I think I just feel so deeply grateful for it you know I'm deeply grateful for you Marion I think you were the only person oh. I met that has done it and I was like please help me please be my friend I need someone to talk to about this stuff it's really fun um you know because it's um yeah, it's 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 big work. It's big work, but my
0: my God, it's so powerful, so so powerful. Mm. And I think what I love about us doing this together is our journeys are so different, aren't they? I mean, like for you, it was really difficult at the beginning, and now you, I, I just see this amazing family that you have and and your expertise around around teens. And you know, for me, it was I found the first year is really easy, but then it got really really hard. And you know, teens would, you know, I always say if anyone comes around teens, come. And Come and see Lael. Lael's the expert (laughs) on teens. So it's really what I love about us sharing our stories is that everybody's journey is so different. And I think part of the cultural conditioning that most of us have come in with, and I know I certainly did, do this and i used to do this with you Lau. i think i'm sure i've told you that i used to compare myself with you and what i think I, I love is that we what we're offering what we're aiming to offer here is that every person's journey is different every person will find certain things hard certain things yeah. easy we'll have certain ages of the children that they're like oh, this is yeah. i love this is so easy it's so far another and then someone yeah. else that age is them is like hell Yes. And it's it's compassion for all of us that there yes. that there are going to be harder times and easier times. And yes. the beauty of aware yes. parenting is that it increases the possibility of more ease, more fun, more connection, more yeah. joy. Yeah. And yeah. they're things that we can use and, at every age, aren't they?
1: Yes, and never too late for healing. You no, know, generally. I just uh, that's so... No matter where you've come from and where where it's at with your children, you know, every day is another opportunity for connection and healing. So, absolutely stand by that as well and the incredible possibilities of what exists within it. So, yeah, it's just, yeah, we love it. <laughs> The <laughs> yeah, So uh,
0: I was even thinking today, like I'm so grateful because I was hanging out and while well, my daughter was doing various things. I was taking her lots of places. She's nearly eighteen now, and and uh, at some point I had this thought coming up around. We really love some appreciation. I made some comment about it, and she didn't say anything. And I went, and I know in the past I would have I would have gone down a whole spiral around not being appreciated. And I just went, I had my, you know, my inner loving crew in there going we really appreciate you you're doing so much we think you're a wonderful mom. and then something else I asked her to do and she she didn't want to do it and I know again in the past I might have gone into a whole load of powerlessness and I would have gone into this whole thing and I would have done all this stuff and I just went oh yeah you really feel powerless in you right now and I, yeah I do and it's just you know it, it just in the practicing it over years it just gets easier doesn't it <laughs> to, to work through things oh, and to yeah. love ourselves
1: yeah so it's we don't we know nobody's yeah it's so it's such a huge fundamental piece isn't it responsible for our own stories nobody does anything to us it's our perceptions of it and and we have a choice about how we're going to feel around that totally yes Oh, we yeah. can
0: increase our capacity to be respond compassionately to ourselves and i think for yeah. me you know that's what i love about the meta level is that we can do aware parenting for ourselves which is get free yes. of those the, the all that the the judgment and the comparison and the shaming and the blaming yeah. and to learn yeah. to love ourselves and our feelings that's it so it. so it. All right, so to finish off today, what would we like to
1: offer our beautiful listeners as an invitation to explore? What would you love to offer them, hmm. Marianne?
0: I think I'd love to invite people to connect in with those three things. If you're connecting with the three things that we offered, whether it's uh, long-term emotional well-being, uh, behaviour or trauma, whether there's something that's calling you in terms of your child or one of your children if you have multiple that's calling to say, oh, maybe maybe there's something to explore here, and um, maybe you'd like to to look into that a little bit more for yourself. About always, I think you know what's going on for you around this verse, and could you receive some compassion for that around that? Mm. Mm.
1: And and I guess my invitation is really around that understanding behavior and feelings of just to, even if it is for the next few days, watching your children and just you know observing if you were to look behind the behavior. What do you think they're saying? What's going on there? Just to be curious, to have the curiosity about it, to lean into that, to see what may be happening with it. So,
0: mm, yeah. Dumb.
1: Yes. Yummy yum. And I'll put some um, links. I'm sure you've got many courses on behaviour and feelings. <laughs> games
0: <laughs> Well, I'm also thinking as well, Aletha Alitha Salter's books, Aletha Who uh, created Aware Parenting. I mean, uh, Cooperative and Connected is an amazing book. And yeah. tantrums, an amazing book. So really, yeah. if again, if these are newer concepts, or if, actually for anyone, whatever level or age or stage you're in, I, I find whenever I read Elyse's books, even if it's for like the 20th time, I'm like, yes, mm. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. it. so. Yeah, oh, it's <laughs> like it's worth reading. Um, Well, thank you again,
1: everybody, for being here and listening. We invite you to um, subscribe to our podcast, share it. Please send us a a love note if you like it. You can find us on Instagram or Facebook. Um, And if you do have a topic you'd love us to discuss, please send us a message because we do love to hear that around um, what it is you would like us to talk about. We have many things to talk about. We can keep talking. But if you have a specific question or something you'd love us to explore,
0: um, please feel free to send us a message because we love receiving those. Mm, thank you so much for listening. I, you know, we know lives are busy, so thank you for um, taking time out or listening to this while you're driving or cooking, whatever oh, it is yeah, you're doing, and yes, yes, or the grocery shopping. I have lots of people saying me, I'll listen "I listen to you while I do my
1: grocery shopping." I was like, <laughs> "Awesome!"
0: Makes <laughs> <laughs> Cold a whole lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so much yeah, love to you for- all. Okay. Bye bye. Bye Thanks
1: for joining us on the Aware Parenting Journey. Please follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Aware Parenting Podcast. You can find more about Lael at www.laelstone.com.au or find Marion at www.marionrose.net. We wish you much compassion and
0: grace on your parenting journey.